Hello, everyone. Happy New Year, and welcome to Kansas City Actors Radio Theater. I'm John Rensenhaus, and I'm going to be your host for this first episode of the new year, and let's hope this year is a lot happier than the last one. Good riddance, 2020, and hello, 2021. Today, we're going to return to the Vintage Radio Suspense Series to bring you an episode called Always Room at the Top. The radio script was written by Eleanor Beeson and originally aired on February 20th, 1947, starring the legendary Ann Baxter. But we have our very own Kansas City legend, Cinnamon Schultz, taking on the lead role of Helen Brandt in this fascinating puzzle of ambition set in a high-powered ad agency. It's always room at the top and always a tale well-calculated to keep you in... Suspense. Reception? Yes, she is, Miss Thornton. Very well, Miss Thornton. I'll have her come in. Miss Brandt? Yes? Miss Thornton will see you now. The large corner office at the end of the hall. Thank you. Jean Thornton was a tall, square-shouldered blonde with high cheekbones and a good figure and nervous as a cat. More than that, I hadn't been in her office five minutes before I knew that she was afraid of something. I couldn't understand it. She was art director of William J. Farrell and Company, one of the best advertising agencies in town. She had everything I wanted, professionally and a couple of other ways. And yet, she was afraid. Yes. Yes, these are quite good. Uh, Miss, um... uh... Brandt. Helen Brandt. Ah, yes. Miss Brandt, uh, quite good. But, uh, cigarette. Thank you. Oh, how cute. Oh, silly thing. Mr. Farrell sent it to me from Mexico. Uh, as I was saying, these are very good layouts, Miss uh, Brandt. I like them, but I don't quite see how we can use you just now. You said that before, Miss Thornton. Yes, uh, so I did. Well, look, Miss Thornton. I don't need the job. I have a job at Maxfield and Ellis. But they're stupid there. In a firm like this, where people have imagination, you have a chance. That's all I want. So do a lot of other people, Miss Brand. Well, I'm not a lot of other people. I've got ability, and you know it. Yes, well, if there's an opening, we'll get in touch with you. You'll get in touch. I know what that means. I've been given the brush off by experts. That will be all, Miss Brand. I'm sick of being brushed off. I've got ability, as much as you have and maybe more, and I'll show you. Miss Brandt, will you leave my office, or shall I have you thrown out? All right, Miss Thornton. Good day. Of course, that would be the last time I'd ever lay eyes on Jean Thornton. That's what I thought. I went back to my office and worked most of the night. Later, I was standing on the sidewalk and looking up at the tower against the early morning sky. That dark tower, 36 floors above the street where the William J. Farrell Agency had their offices and where I'd given my right arm to be working. You'll miss all your beauty sleep working this late, Miss Brandt. <laughs> now, Charlie, who says I need beauty sleep? Well, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I like to work at night. It's quiet. Think of all the sunrises I see. Look at that sky. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a nice day, I guess. Look! I saw 
body falling, and the scream came to us at the same moment. We stood there frozen, horrified, fascinated. Oh, I wish I wouldn't have seen that. Charlie, that was someone from the Farrell Agency. Whoever it was, poor devil. A woman. No, wait, Miss Brandt, I, I wouldn't go up there. Miss Brandt! By the time I got there, a patrol car had appeared out of nowhere, and a crowd of early birds and night owls were standing around gawking. All right, stand back. Stand back there. Come on, folks, let's go. Look, you can move back on your own, or I can make you move, but you're not going to like it if I make you move. It's a woman. Come on, let's go, folks. Come on. Come on, jump in the building. Move back. Come on, give us a wave. Let's do our job. I wanted to look, but I couldn't. A cop was picking up the stuff that had rolled out of her handbag into the street, going through it methodically, opening things up. And then I heard it, and I didn't have to look. I knew. We've got to get in there. Oh, please. I, I tell you, I don't... I don't know when Mr. Farrell's coming in. I don't know. Uh, you wouldn't try to kid the press now, would you, sister? Well, uh, I don't know. Now, you might as well tell Who's us. Whose office we'll is that? Can you please tell Mr. That Farrell's Farrell's that is the identity of the woman who fell out of the window? Whose office is that? What, what, is that Mr. Thornton, a drinker? Does the agency have a Hey, there he is. Mr. Farrell. Mr. Farrell. Mr. Farrell. My name is Farrell. Please, please, please. I, I can't tell you anything right now. Mr. Farrell, I'm Helen Brand. Mr. Farrell, my paper would like to know if Miss Thornton had a history. Talk to us, Mr. Farrell. When did you hear about Thornton Farrell? What was she doing in her office that time? Level with us. Get your foot out of that door. Now, please, please. Get out of here, all of you. Get out. I told you, I can't talk to any reporters. Now, give me a few minutes. I'm not a reporter, Mr. Farrell. I'm Helen Brandt. I'm art director of a small advertising agency. I've got some samples here. What? Mr. Farrell, please, just look at these. You're going to have to have a new art director. What did you say? Sure, you're shocked. But it can't hurt her. And I've been trying to see you for months. And now you're in a spot... And if you just look... Take those things out of my face and get out of here. Just look at them first. That's all I ask. All I ask is that you... Wow. And uh, this one? For Parker Shoes. I've followed Miss Thornton's general ideas, but I've added, well, that. Mm -hmm. They're good, Mr. Farrell. And if you say they aren't... Uh, all right. They're good. They're very good. But if you think I'd hire a woman who hasn't any more decency than to barge in here at a time like this and try to push... Decency? What's decency got to do with it? Do you need an art director or a Sunday school teacher? Now, look, Mr. Farrell. Now, if you don't mind, my paper wants to know what Miss Thornton was doing in her office at 5 o'clock this morning. She must have been working all night on the new Parker layouts. They have to be up by... And they have to be about three this afternoon. Oh, yeah, layout. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You sure there have no foul play? That's a piece of layout. How important can those be? Really good <sighs> Look, Miss... Uh... Brandt. 
Helen Brandt. Uh, Miss Brandt. I think you're one of the most despicable women I've ever had the misfortune to meet. But I've got a very big job to get out this afternoon. My assistant art director's homesick, and by the time I interview, you can arrange the details with my secretary in there. And frankly, the less I have to do with you myself, the better I'll like it. I think you'll change your mind about that, Mr. Farrell. Now, Mr. Farrell, if you wouldn't mind. We know things are tough and you don't want to tell us, but I've got mouths hey, to feed and paces to sell, so you better hey, who's not tell us. Ma'am, what do you know about what happened, lady? Come on, What's your name, miss? Who are you? Yes? Are you, uh... Mr. Farrell's secretary, yes. Oh, I'm Helen Brandt. Marie Harris, how do you do? How do you do? I'm... Taking Miss Thornton's place. Taking Miss Thornton's place? I see. Yes, temporarily. Well, you're not one to let the grass grow under your feet, are you, my dear? Mr. Farrell said I could arrange the details with you. To be sure. You'd better fill out one of our employment forms. Oh, thank you. Temporarily, you said? Yes. Still, doesn't it feel a bit odd to be filling a dead woman's shoes that are hardly cold, so to speak? I don't see anything so odd about it, Miss Harris. No, of course you wouldn't. It has occurred to you, I suppose, Miss Brandt, that when someone like Miss Thornton is cut off in mid-career, there's usually a reason for it. They say it was an accident. An accident? Do they? Well, will this be all right, Miss Harris? Yes, that'll do. Of course, there is always the possibility of suicide. I suppose it might have been. Will you show me my office, please? Certainly. This way. You may as well have the dead woman's, uh, that is, Miss Thornton's office. And then, of course, there is another possibility, isn't there? What other possibility? The possibility of murder. Murder? Why, yes. Here is your office, Miss Brandt. If you need anything, just call me. I want to make sure you are as comfortable as possible under the circumstances. I'd met Marie Harris type before, jealous of her authority as the boss's secretary, resentful of every newcomer, and determined to make them uncomfortable. So it was only natural for her to resent someone like myself. And even though Mr. Farrell had said temporary, I knew that I had the job. I knew it before the first campaign was over. I was in. And then, one night, the first of those funny little things began to happen. I saw it there on my desk, a picture, a big framed picture of the dead girl, Jean Thornton, and written across the face of it, it said, Bill Darling, to the swellest guy and the swellest boss any girl ever had. Admiring your predecessor, Miss Brandt? Where did that come from? I'm sure I haven't the faintest idea. It wasn't there when I left last night. Somebody put it there. Possibly some well-wisher, Miss Brandt, as a sort of warning. A warning of what? What are you driving at? Miss Thornton and Mr. Farrell were quite close. At one time, they... What's that got to do with me? You know what happened, Miss Brandt, to Miss Thornton. Look, Marie, are you hinting that female art directors in this office have a habit of falling for their boss and then falling out of the window? I'm not hinting anything, Miss Brandt. You asked me for an explanation of how the picture got there. I've given you one. It's crazy. Will that be all, Miss Brandt? Listen, Marie. Let's you and I cut out the formality and let down our hair. Is there anything around here that I, well, ought 
to know? I'm sure I don't know what you mean, Miss Brandt. All right. The girl who used to have my job is dead. You've been hinting around enough about it. I've not hinted at anything. I have perhaps engaged in certain idle speculations on matters which were better left as they are. That's all. Okay, Marie. But the way things look now, I'm liable to be around here for quite a while. Oh, I should think it likely. And you and I ought to learn to get along. You'll have no trouble getting along with me, Miss Brandt. But you mean I may with him? I can only say, Miss Brandt, as your sincere friend. And well-wisher? Yes. That you're working for a man who's subject to singularly strong enthusiasms. Sometimes these enthusiasms are apt to be carried to extremes. I don't suppose this picture gag would be one of Mr. Farrell's little enthusiasms? I should think it most unlikely. And it wouldn't be one of yours, my little well-wisher? No, Miss Brandt. It would not. You couldn't help but believe her. She was so prim and proper. But I was determined to have a showdown. I stalked into Bill Farrell's office with the picture in my hand and without benefit of knocking. Oh, hello, Helen. Come in. Something that appears to be from your desk seems to have popped up on mine. Hmm? Here. Where did you get that? I just told you. On my desk, your ever-tactful Marie has suggested that some well-wisher left it as a warning. Poor Jane. She gave me that when... That explanation still seems to leave several questions unanswered, Mr. Farrell. Look, Helen, you'll hear a lot of funny things in this office. Take my word for it. They don't mean a thing. Just do your job the way you've been doing it, and you'll, uh, you'll be all right. How right is that? You like the job, don't you? I like the work. I haven't got the job. Do you want it? What do you think? <laughs> you certainly earned it, Helen. Stop beating around the bush. Am I the new art director of William J. Farrell Agency or not? <laughs> all right. You are. You are hereby officially the new art director of the William J. Farrell Agency. <laughs> From this day forward until... Until what? As long as you want the job, Helen. Until death do us part, is what he'd started to say. For the next 24 hours, I was walking on air. It wasn't just the job. It was something even better. I knew Bill Farrell was falling in love with me. And I knew that was just a matter of time, too. Morning, Marie. Mr. Farrell in? Not yet, Miss Brandt. Okay. Let me know when he comes in, will you? Yes, Miss Brandt. Hello? Bill, a darling. <laughs> Do you hear it? Yes, it's that silly little thing you sent me from Mexico. I got it just this morning, darling, and so I wanted to tell you how sweet it was. Marie? 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 Yes, Miss Brandt? Marie, I, I just heard her voice. Whose voice, Miss Brandt? Hers. Jean's, Miss Thornton's. Why don't you lie down on the couch for a moment, Miss Brandt? You've been working too hard lately. No, I tell you, I heard it. Right in this room. In this room? Yes. I know it was because there was that, that music box, too. That cigarette case of hers. Oh, yes. Yes, I remember. The last time I heard it was down there when they were picking up her things. There's no one here now, Miss Brandt. No one but you and me. I know, but I heard it. Was she 
Was it speaking to you, this voice? No, to Bill, to Mr. Farrell, something personal. Oh, yes, I dare say. Have you ever looked in this closet, Miss Brandt? Why, not especially, no. I think there's probably a perfectly logical explanation for what you heard. Ah! Yes. Yes, you see? Oh! A dictograph. It used to be Miss Thornton's. They use dictographs for everything in this office. <sighs> I see. Something must have turned it on. Yes, there, you see? This box of pencils that had fallen off the shelf, it must have been that. What turned it off, Marie? I'm sure I don't know. But it's quite simple, isn't it? Here's the switch. Bill, oh, darling! <laughs> Do you hear it? Oh, yes. stop it! Stop it! Yes, Miss Brand. Now get it out of here. Certainly, Miss Brand. Is there any particular place? You... I don't care what you do with it. Throw it out the wi- What was that, Miss Brand? Just get it out of here. It's silly, I know that. It could have happened that way. It must have. But all the time in the back of my mind was a lurking horror. A nameless thing that I felt hanging over the office and over me. Something about the girl who was dead. The next night, I had to work late again. I'd been out to supper alone. I was conscious of the light still burning in Bill's office when I got back. I wasn't particularly anxious to see him just then. Then, the phone rang. I thought it was strange because I was certain that I'd asked to have my nightline disconnected. Out of habit, I picked up to answer it. Hello, Bill. <gasps> Bill, is that you? <gasps> Bill! 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 What? Helen, what? What is it? Oh, Bill. Helen, darling, here, tell me, baby, what is it? What's happened? I heard her again. Heard who, dear? Jean. Jean Thornton. Jean? Yes. On the telephone. I know it was. I swear it. But, darling, it couldn't have been. Oh, Bill, I think I'm going mad. Darling, listen to me. The picture, the dictograph, all right, but this. Helen, look at me. Yes, Bill? I love you, Helen. You know that, don't you? Yes. Oh, yes, darling, I do. But I'm afraid. There's nothing to be afraid of, darling. No, not that. I'm afraid because I know that you're afraid. I am? Bill, please. You've got to tell me. Now. Now, look, darling. I'm in a jam. An awful bad jam. Yes, it must be. It's it's nothing that you have to worry about. Nothing that I'm going to let affect us ever. Bill, if it affects you, it does affect us. Darling, you've got to trust me just a little oh, Bill, I do. I will. But it's about Jean, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it's about Jean. Then it was... she didn't just fall? Just remember this, darling. There's nothing to be afraid of. It'll all be over soon, very soon. Is that all? All you can tell me? It's all I can tell you now. Oh, darling, please, go home now and forget all about it. How can I forget all about it? Well, try. I've got some things to finish up here, and then I'll call for you, and we'll start making our plans. Oh, you will marry me, won't you, Helen? No, oh, Bill, yes. Then, then everything's all right. Go on, go on now, go on. All right. Good night for now. 
my dearest. Good night. I went out and I walked, walked for miles, trying to think, but nothing made any sense, except that I was in love and in agony of fear for what might happen to spoil it. And suddenly I realized that I had to know everything, now, tonight, whatever it was. So I went back to the office. Bill's light was still on and I was just at the door when I stopped. You were insane to come here. Insane, crazy. Suppose somebody saw you and recognized you. You sent me a message. You said you were... I did not. I gave no message to no one. Why do you lie to me like I'm that? I'm not lying to you. And then I heard it. I threw open the door, and she was standing there. Jean. Jean Thornton, the woman who was dead. <laughs> lying on the couch in Bill's office. At first it seemed perfectly natural, lying there, and Bill sitting beside me, holding my hands, and her there, Jean, standing over by the desk, talking to him. Well, what are you going to do about her? Do? What do you mean, do? You're going to have to do something. She knows, doesn't she? Or she will when she snaps out of it. I'm not going to do anything. I suppose you're in love with her. What if I am? Because it makes a difference, my sweet. To me, Bill. Oh, darling. Bill. Darling, it's all right. Is she... is she really? Yes. Yes, it's Jean. But I saw her. That morning, I saw her lying. That's what you were supposed to think. Then who? Just a girl. Oh, you might as well tell her. Then she'll be in as deep as the rest of us. Jean, please. Your boyfriend there's been dipping into the till about a quarter of a million dollars worth of the client's money. My insurance, what the company had me insured for, was just about enough to cover it. But like a fool, I agreed to it. You suggested it. I thought he was in love with me then. But there was a girl. A girl who worked in the office. I fired her the day before, then got her to come up here that night. Another chance. Modeling, I said, with my clothes. The cigarette case? Oh, I dug up another one. I knew people would remember that. Oh, Bill. I told you it was bad. Oh, darling. I don't care. I don't care what it was, as long as... Ah. I think you'd better let me take charge of things now, Mr. Farrell. Marie. Please don't move. I'm quite prepared to shoot if I have to. Marie, this is insane. Is it? It's a shakedown. What do you want, Marie? Quite a lot, I'm afraid, Mr. Farrell. And how do you expect to get it? It's your word against ours. Three of us. You forget, Miss Thornton, that you are legally dead. As for the rest, do you remember, Miss Brandt, that I said we used dictographs for practically everything in this office? It was you, then. I tried my best to warn you, Miss Brandt. I am truly sorry for you. Listen. Oh, you might as well tell her. Then she'll be in as deep as the rest of us. Jean, please. Your boyfriend there's been dipping into the till. About a quarter of a million dollars worth. There is more, of course, but I'm sure that would suffice. Now, Miss Thornton, I think you and I had better have a little talk. Alone. What do you want us to do, Marie? I'll come to you later, Mr. Farrell. 
For the moment, I must ask you to step into the conference room behind you. You too, Miss Brand. Marie! Please, Mr. Farrell, not now. I shall have to lock you in, but it will not be for long, I think. You know, of course, that there's no other way out. Except down. We stood there huddled together by the locked door, but we could hear nothing. Suddenly there was a sound, like a window being opened, and then... Oh, please! Marie! 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 You can come out now. What have you done to her? Miss Thornton has, shall we say, taken the easy way out. You mean you forced her? Very well, if you prefer. You, Miss Brandt, I take it, are in love with Mr. Farrell in spite of my warnings. Yes. Then I'm sure I can count on your silence, knowing the results to Mr. Farrell if you were to break it. Yes, yes, anything. But I'm afraid your marital plans will have to wait. What do you mean? I think it's best this way, for my own protection. Of course, if anything were to happen to Mr. Farrell this way, everything would come to me. What would? How? The firm. And the money. You see, Miss Brandt, Mr. Farrell is going to marry me. I looked at Bill. I knew he'd do what she said. I turned and left the room without speaking. In my office, I found the little automatic where lately I'd always kept it. When I came back, Bill was staring out the window, and Marie was making up her face from a little compact. I'm waiting for the police. I've been looking over the new layouts. The Dosset Soap campaign is particularly good. We did it together, Bill and I. The scene was of a bride and groom. That was Always Room at the Top, starring Cinnamon Schultz as Helen Brandt. This week's cast also included Carla Fennick, Nedra Dixon, Keenan Ramos, Kendra Keller, Shay Ketchum, Walter Coppage, and Christina Schaefer. The episode was directed by Gary Heiserer, and Mary Robinson was the sound engineer and supervisor. Kansas City Actors Radio Theater is made possible by support from donors like you. This episode was sponsored by Jim and Kirsten Potter. Our program sponsors are the Estelle S. and Robert A. Long Ellis Foundation, the Muriel McBride Kaufman Foundation, the Richard J. Stern Foundation for the Arts, the Miller Nichols Charitable Foundation, Theater League, Arts KC, the Missouri Arts Council, and a very special thanks to Mark and Valerie Andrus. Kansas City Actors Theater is now running an online auction through January 21st to raise funds in part for Kansas City Actors Radio Theater. Auction information and details about our final virtual fundraising event on January 21st can be found at kcactors.org slash brouhaha2020. I'm John Rensenhouse, and this is Kansas City Actors Radio Theater. Join us next week as we return to some comedy with another episode of Easy Aces starring Sidney Garrett. Until then, we ask you to please stay healthy and stay tuned. Take care of all those charms And you'll always be in someone's arms Keep young and beautiful If you want to be loved